good morning. Welcome to the worship services today from First Baptist Church of Stillwater, Oklahoma. We're glad that you've joined us. It's uh, overcast, somewhat rainy day this morning, but uh, doesn't matter where we are, doesn't matter what's going on with the elements, we know that the Lord is with us. Uh, just a couple of things that I would mention as we begin. Uh, this week is the National Day of Prayer coming up on Thursday. And I trust and believe that we're all praying each and every day for the needs of our country. Uh, let's continue to do that, uh, even leading up and especially during the National Day of Prayer. And then if you have any special prayer requests, do contact the church office. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, that's 405-372-5212. Let's bow our heads and go before the Lord in prayer right now. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, for this opportunity to open your word together. Lord, we thank you for your blessings of this last week. We thank you for the health that we enjoy. And we pray for our country. We pray for all those who've been affected by the uh, coronavirus. Father, we pray for uh, uh, people to recover, to regain their health. And Lord, we pray especially for those who have lost loved ones in these past days. Father, we pray that a cure might be found soon for the uh, COVID-19 strain. of, And Lord, we just ask that uh, you will be with our nation right now. In these days of uh, wondering uh, how long we have to stay inside and things that we need to do for social distancing, Lord, help us to use these days to draw closer to you and make us prayer warriors. We pray for our nation we pray for revival in the United States of America. We pray for you to use these hours and days that we're in to speak to your people, to your church. Lord, do a work among us right now. And Father, guide our thoughts as we open your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, this morning we're going to continue to look at the 21st chapter of the uh, Gospel of John. Uh, we've been looking at the... Uh, post-resurrection appearances of Jesus Christ and how he's come to the life of his disciples, how he's spoken to them, what that has meant to them and how it has changed them. And we're going to uh, look at this uh, incident where uh, Peter and uh, the others have gone fishing all night and have caught nothing. And In the morning, Jesus calls to them from the shore and he asks if they've caught anything and their response is, no, nothing at all. And so Jesus says, let your nets down on the other side. And they do. There's a tremendous catch. They bring the fish ashore. Peter and the others come ashore. And there Jesus has a charcoal fire. He has breakfast prepared. They have bread. They have fish. And then Jesus has a special time that he wants to spend with Peter. And so he, to me, I would imagine he pulls Peter aside and he talks with him, and he asks him three times if he loves Jesus. You know, Peter, I think, was still carrying the weight of his denial of the Lord. We remember in the previous story here of Peter's actions uh, after the arrest of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Peter follows Jesus to the courtyard of the high priest. And while he's warming himself by a charcoal fire, he gets asked, are you not one of the Galileans? 
Are you not one of those who follow Jesus? Were you not with him? And in every question, Peter denies it. And he denies it with more vigor each time until finally the rooster crows and Peter realizes that he has done what Jesus told him he would do. He has denied Jesus three times. So as Jesus is talking to Peter here, I think that background is important. You know, Jesus in all of the Gospels never really asked somebody to do something three times. He tells people to follow him. He tells people to walk, get up their, take up their mat and walk. He tells people to leave what they are doing and follow him. But he never repeats that call three times. This is the only place in the Gospels where Jesus asks somebody something three times. But I really believe it is in connection with the denial and betrayal that Peter had made of Jesus. And so I think this is a special word for Peter, something that Peter's heart needed. I think Peter wasn't completely over the fact that he blamed himself for not being strong enough to acknowledge Jesus and say he was his Lord, even when pushed and pressed by others. I think there's something instructive for us because there could be times that we all feel somewhat incomplete, somewhat uh, lacking in our following of Jesus, that we feel like we failed him in some way. And to hear what Jesus says to Peter, I think, is very important. The first time he asks Peter, he says, do you love me more than these? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus says, feed my lambs. And then he says, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? And Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus says, take care of my sheep. And the third time he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus gave Peter the opportunity to say three times that he loved him, to let, G to let Peter hear himself say, I love you, Lord. I will not deny you again. And then Jesus is going to say to Peter, there's some things I want you to do. I want you to follow me. And Jesus says that more than once, no matter what, Peter, no matter who follows, you follow me. You see, Jesus had a very special plan for Peter. And the plan was this, that Peter, who had spent three years with him, who'd been one of the first to respond to the invitation to follow Jesus, Jesus wanted Peter to be his follower with all of his heart, with the rest of his life, with all of his days. Peter was not meant to go back to fishing. Peter was meant to go forward in following Jesus wherever that might lead. And you know, Peter becomes somebody who lived a very special life for Jesus. We see Peter speaking on the day of Pentecost. 
we see Jesus responding to the question of those who came to hear and ask what was going on when the Holy Spirit descended upon the church. Peter is the one that tells them to repent and be baptized. And 3,000 repent and are baptized that day. Peter gets to see the explosion of the early church in Jerusalem and how God blesses. And in the years to come, Peter gets to live a life of honoring the Lord in where he goes and what he says and what he writes and how he speaks. Peter is going to get to live a very special life for Jesus. Jesus called him to do that. Now I want to remind you again this morning that when we look at the disciples, let's remember that these are not super Christians. These are not individuals who are different from us and had somehow an ability and powers and things that we could never hope to have. Rather, they are all people just like us. People who are capable of making big mistakes, of failing, of betraying, people who are capable of many things and yet also not capable of everything. And when you look at the disciples closely, you discover that yes, they are very much like us, each one of us. And so as we look at Peter and we see that Jesus called Peter to a life of following him, we see that Peter did exactly that. Was Peter perfect going forward from this time? No, I don't think so. I think Peter continued to be Peter, prone to maybe speaking before he thought, uh, somebody that uh, acted in uh, big, uh, powerful ways, but uh, not always in a perfect way. I think Peter continued to be Peter, but you know what? He honored the Lord with his life. I read something uh, some years ago that I'd like to share with you as we think about Peter and how he lived his life, and maybe we think about what we could do to serve the Lord with our lives, even in these days we're living right now, even in these days of uh, coronavirus and uh, changes, so many changes in society. Here's what I want to remind you of this morning. Your life and all that's a part of your life, your friends, your family, your children, your grandchildren, the blessings that you have, your life is God's gift to you. And what you do with your life and how you live your life is your gift to God. And that's what Peter did. He lived his life as a gift to the Lord and followed Jesus to the end of his days. Isn't that a great example and a great reminder for all of us? that even when we don't know the future, we can still follow Jesus to the end of our days. And I want to encourage you to think about that this morning, that wherever you are, whatever your responsibilities in life, whatever it is that uh, you are facing right now, you can live your life and make it a gift to God. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Heavenly Father, guide us in this day and help us to live our lives so that our life is a gift to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. I look forward to seeing you again next Sunday morning. And uh, may you have a blessed and special week. God bless you.